Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. I'm Tom. Let's get this show on the road. So I'm thinking of a new jingle, maybe when we have, after we have our break. Yes. We'll have a new jingle. I'll do it this time. You'll do a good one this time. Yeah. It was just kind of off the, oh, it's off really, the cuff. Actually, it's really good. It's all right. you know, it, it, it does a job, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not as good as the uh, Biscuit News or Elwin Smiles jingles, are they? No. Although, for those of you that watch our videos and stuff, know that the Elwin Smiles jingle is our coffee at A-Strings video music. Yeah. <laughs> We've just uh, put some uh, smiles over the top. So that's all it is. <laughs> This is the news. So let's talk about the shop to begin with, shall we? Yeah. Or, or do we, what, how do we do this? Well, I think we should leave the big announcement for the All right, for a yeah, little yeah. bit later on. But I think we've yeah, got yeah. we got a couple of cool announcements to make anyway. Yeah. So I think we should start with probably just a quick update on Facebook. Facebook Gate is it just get, Facebook it gate? gate. So we've had no response from Facebook still. Well, we've had indirect response from Facebook. So. Um, couple of people who've been helping us try to get into Facebook through back channels in as much as, you know, people mm. have people who, who work, work from, there yeah. um, hitting brick walls. They they can't um, help us at all. Um, we had the BBC around on Friday. Yes. We're not going to talk too much about it because they've asked us to kind of keep it under wraps. It's no big surprise if you listen to the podcast, you know everything that we know. Yeah. But they can run the shop and film this all in our natural <laughs> environment. Yeah, uh, working hard, Tom. <laughs> um, Glenn uh, came in uh, just for three hours just so he could have his face on TV. <laughs> I don't think that was his choice. No, I asked him to come in. I said, "Oh, it'd be good." You know, come on. You know, this is with them coming in. If there's any good to come out of this situation, it might be a little bit of exposure with regards to um, who we are and That's right. how directly it affects us. They had a horrendous interview with me because. As opposed to asking me a question, as you can, as you know, on the podcast, I'm not the most kind of fluid speaker, you know. Well, the listeners don't know that. They, they, well, they might. Th- I think they think it anyway, but they don't realise the hours of ums and pauses and gibberish that you have to edit out in order to make, uh, in order to create a coherent sentence from me. The funny thing is, though, is when you get sort of lost in the edit and you realise that I've edited it and you haven't taken a breath for about <laughs> three minutes. It'll be interesting to see how they get through all that. By the time they got to us, they'd already visited a social media expert. Mm-hmm. They'd visited someone who had their page taken down as well. Oh, really? So I think that, you know, it's not just about us, which is fine. Yeah. They're, they're coming in and looking at us as a bit of a case study, and they've been in touch with Facebook. And this is the really annoying thing, is that Facebook refused to speak to them about specifics because we're the client, you know, they can't Confidentiality. Exactly. But they, they won't, won't speak, speak to, to us. us. So, you know, they really are kind of, um, you know, just dodging the question. My gut feeling is that we're going to be able to resolve this, which I think is kind of setting myself up for a fall because if we don't resolve it, I'm going to be evil to be around for weeks and mm. months because... I'm still holding hope, I think. They're not bad people. They're, you know, I, I think that all we need to do is to actually get the attention of a human yeah, because I'm getting I'm getting responses to my support ticket with 
the same stock answer every Cookie time. Cookie cutter answers, yeah. So you know, I'm not. We're not dealing with humans. You know, all we want to do is speak to somebody. And yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's not fill up the entire uh, podcast. That's uh, things are developing. We're, you know, we're still the same situation. We haven't got a page, and I think we're. It's to our detriment that we're not having a page. For yeah. some reason, the old location of A Strings in Cardiff Bay, like a a people are a place has appeared. Um, a Strings Cardiff. And a couple of people have checked in there, and yeah. but it's got the old telephone number and stuff. So what I'm scared about is if I start getting involved in that and saying, right, let's edit this to the new details. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden, I've noticed that people who are regulars with us have checked in to that mm. and sh- uploaded pictures to that yeah, A strings in Cardiff Bay to the old telephone number, and it's just confusing. You know, it at this point now it starts becoming damaging to the business. So yeah, you know. I, not that we haven't been taking it seriously up until this point, but you know we're going to have to, you know, really start looking at how we can, um, how we can get a direct response from them and you know try to get them to understand how much they're hurting us. Yeah, so. the shop continues as normal, and in fact, we've actually made some decisions and and, and yeah. orders which are you know really positive and, and forward looking. Yeah, we going into this year we. We always wanted to kind of evolve the shop and and um, change bits and bobs, and we've had a few ideas with regards to design layouts of the rooms and um, all these bits and bobs, which is kind of encouraging. In as much as it's been a fairly kind of slow start of the year, you know, yeah. we're, we're down on last year with regards to um, the amount of business we've done so far. So you know that can with that the fraud thing, the Facebook thing, and um, everything else, it'd be very easy to kind of let that get us down and think, oh, what's the point? But yeah. You know the, what the thing I love about working with um the people that you know we got here is that you know there's always cauldron pot of ideas of yeah. you know how to make things better and yeah. you know what we can do to right well you know this needs to freshen up let's move things around and yeah I don't think we should spoil any of the ideas we got first of all because it might be a couple of months in execution yeah if you've come into the shop already this year it's hopefully going to look quite a bit different in a few months time yeah. And it's nice for people to see that. I think it keeps it interesting. Yeah. So, a couple of episodes ago, we did a sort of special on the Fender Acoustasonics. Yeah. Now, we are on the list. I wasn't convinced to begin with. And it's still something that kind of baffles me. And I think it's my maybe old-fashioned Luddite ways that stop me from embracing something so kind of bold. The, the amount of... People that have come in just asking, "Have you got the acoustics coming in?" And yeah, if like I say, uh, we if you had to put a bet on it, my money was elsewhere. You know, I didn't think that it was um, something that would capture the imagination of our clientele. But right. how many people have asked for acoustics? A lot. Yeah, we've I'm could have sold a, a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Why now, um, I was so we had Sean. From Fender down um, a week ago. Yes, always good to see him. Yes, and uh, he's been warned about biscuit news this time. So yeah, and he subscribed to our podcast. Yeah, so, so no you might well listen. Something Irish would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Yeah, Sean, not tuck biscuits on the way over on the ferry. Or yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we know ferry biscuits when we see them. Yeah, it kind of feels a little bit different. I don't know what you think. You know, Terry when he came in. Um, he had a, a lot of kind of bigger accounts to deal with in England. Yeah. And, you know, he always did good by us. You know, he always gives us opportunity to course, go yeah. in for things. 
But, um, you know, it seems with Sean, I think the Irish shops and the independent shops are very much like us. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that, you know, we're a similar kind of breed to, to them. And, yeah. yeah, Sean's put a few opportunities on our plate, which we'll talk about one bit later on. Yeah. But um, the Acoustasonic thing, um, we'll be the only people doing them in Wales apart from, obviously, the chain store. The chain store, yeah. So saying about having a Welsh exclusive... Yeah, mainland Britain exclusive. Yeah, oh yeah, so UK exclusive. We're, we're, so Fender have released of an extremely special run of player Telecasters in what olive olive green. Yes, which I guess olive green, you know, not too far off emerald green. I don't think. I wonder whether that might be the thinking behind that. But he's managed to secure twenty five of those, and we've got we had the confirmation come through yesterday. We got five coming through. Nice, and we're the only people in the UK going to be doing those. So I'd like to keep them all to the local area. So, so you know, these guitars would mm. be, you know, quite, it would be unique to this area, but they'll go wherever they go. You know, yeah, exactly. um, we'll have to get a, a YouTube video done straight yeah. off. You know, yeah. it's, um, yeah, well, there's no race for that one, is there? No, <laughs> we've been told off in the past with our YouTube videos because, um, premature I, publication. I was going to say, are you going to be going to say, Adam, what? Tom's fault. So we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get um five of these two. I believe they're coming through around about June, July ish. Nice. So yeah, something to look forward to. And when are we expecting the Acoustasonics? Acoustasonics, well, we were uh, Sean told us we had to get our order in by the end of February, which was last Thursday. Yeah. Podcast day. Or um stock wouldn't be available until twenty twenty. So yeah. that's how popular that's, that's they've all, been. Yeah. So um, I think we've got three or four pieces coming in. But mm. we we really can't talk about this at all. But, you know, the Acoustasonic range is not going to just be limited to what it is. You know, there's other things yeah. kind of in the pipeline. And we won't say And we can't say that. anymore. No, that, yeah. we can't say Yeah, <laughs> no, no, normally it's me sort of chomping at the bit to, yeah. to spill the gossip yeah. but, but uh, i think that they've been so encouraged by the i think that they project, they've got something like four times more demand it was yeah it was yeah four it's, or five you know been oversold you know they, i think that it's taken them by surprise so you're going to develop a good idea aren't you of course acoustic do with a strings this year what point we don't know but as soon as they come in we'll let you know i think one of them's i think at least one of them's already sold yeah i think so. Before, so i think so we had phil campbell in earlier today we did he was buying a, uh, a guitar to sign to send out to the states to, for them to auction off. Hmm. He's um, funny enough. It was us at A Strings that had to sign it. He was just doing the, <laughs> just sending it off. <laughs> um, but he also bought something for himself. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Um, a little um, one of the bullet mustangs. All right. Which I thought would have been a kind of more rock and roll prize to kind of send out to the states as opposed to a, a, a nylon string. But um, he's he seen any he wanted for himself, so fair play in the guy. So he's um, gone away with that. But I was talking to him just now about the Facebook thing. And he's absolutely amazing to us. Him and all of his boys. They, um, uh, they, I, I told him about it, and immediately he's put it up on Twitter about um, Facebook taking down our page. And no um, already he's got likes and retweets and all that kind of thing. And it's... Uh, that's what you need. Oh, lucky are we. You know yeah, I, mean? I know. Yeah. And that's the same for 
you know, everyone that's shared and everyone that's tweeted and everyone yeah. that's sort of kicked up a fuss. Yeah, absolutely. If you can, you know, do it because, mm. you know, it means, yeah, it means everything to us. He was giving me some details on his new album. You wouldn't believe the names he's got on there. Really? Seriously. Yeah. It's going to be a high charter, I think. So the only other bit of news that we've got is uh, also announced today, Tuesday, uh, T-Rex, the pedal manufacturer and power supplies, yeah. have put in their bid for bankruptcy. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's a shame. Mm. So, But um, they were quite, you know, the power supplies were fantastic. Yes. Um, the pedals were brilliant, but they were a bit on the pricey side, I think. Well, the... And there's I such think, a massive range as well. Yeah. I think the replicator, which was the latest one, was 400, 500 pound. Was that like delay? That. It was the yeah. tape delay, but it had a, a physical tape in the pedal. Mm. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe another brand picks them up or someone else picks them up. Yeah. It'd be the kind of thing that maybe Dunlop or something like that, you know, they, they've bought out um, brands in the past, yeah. haven't they? So let's go to the most important part of episode eight. Most important part of every episode. So we've taken delivery of some very, very nice biscuits this week. From our very own reporter in the field, Elwin Smiles. He brought us in He brought us in what we are gonna call posh biscuits. So these are Island Bakery. Apple crumbles, so a truly, a truly fruity fix. Hang on, I can't read Is, that. Are these your words yeah. or the uh, description? Right, I hate descriptive writing like this. So this is what it says. So it's Island Bakery apple crumbles, a truly fruity fix where apple chunks, oats, and juice embrace under a light cinnamon sprinkling. <laughs> they don't embrace, do they? Uh, They're ingredients. I've got a bit of an issue with. Uh, I remember those Marks and Spencer's adverts a little while back. Ah, oh, unbelievable! Anyway, talking into a microphone, unbelievable. Yeah, you know, trying to make food sexy, and uh, yeah, it turns my stomach to be honest. But so they're from the Isle of Mull. The Isle of Mull. Yeah, uh, like Mullican Tire. No, that's good. I don't know. So thank you, Alwyn. We're going to give these yeah, a try. Amazing, Al. Thank you, mate. So they've got like they've got like brown sugar on the top. Mm, it's like an apple crumble. It's good that they live up to the name. And you can taste the cinnamon. So it's like the McDonald's... Um, apple pie. Apple pie. And Sophie, who I saw earlier... Sophie brought in the... Ten fingers of shortbread. <laughs> well, there's actually another ten hidden away. No way. Well, there's, there's, Twenty. They're, they're just in the box. Wait, tell me, Adam. Twenty. There's twenty <laughs> fingers. So we record the podcast, as you know, on a Tuesday. Yes. Today, it's pancake day. It is. Pancake day. It's pa 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 Ah, mess it up. <laughs> it is a shame. So we toyed with the idea of bringing in an electric hob and a frying pan. and Which I'm devastated that you didn't do. Well, Tom actually brought in microwavable pancakes, which are like the American style, big fluffy mm-hmm. buttermilk things. We tried some earlier. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Lemon. He's got, he brought lemon mm-hmm. and sugar. Awesome. So no maple syrup. No maple syrup. Mm-mm. That's a shame. Yeah. The shame time. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, they're worth a try. Mm. Where are they? <laughs> they're out by the microwave. In a podcast first, I think we should have pancakes. Yeah. So Tom is back with the pancakes. So Tom has done three, and they're buttermilk pancakes, like American style. Um, what are these, Tom? Lemon and sugar? Yeah. Or lemon and sugar? 
So is it, it's just one each and just go, is it? We'll let Andrew have first. That's amazing. Well done, Tom. Andrew, do you know any independent Fender custom shop dealers in Wales? Well, they don't choose them willy-nilly, Adam. So there's not many of them around. Mm. Um, I think that the qualities they'd look for in a dealer, they'd have to have some kind of independent retailer of the year award. Regardless of the year? Regardless of the year. Ideally, 2015 was a very good year. So maybe it was a very year. good year. Um, they'd want sales staff with sass and pizzazz. Mm-hmm. And I think they'd also want the um, the staff to be players in more than just the player sense of the word. They want it to be players. Players. Players of the game. Yeah. Players of the dream, which is why we're Fender Custom Shop dealers as of now, I guess. Boop. Yeah, baby. The uh, We've put the order in. We've ordered half a dozen to begin with. But they're going to come through drips and drabs in the next three to six months, I believe. So what my kind of plan is, hopefully things kind of pick up a bit, which gives us a bit more freedom with regards to being a little bit more, I don't want to say reckless, but um, ambitious with what we order in. Yes. So what we've gone for is a bit of a spread, which will hopefully, you know, if there's not, we know with experience with the PRS is that there's a player out there for every guitar, but... It's a case of one finding the other. It's almost like a Lonely Hearts ad kind of thing, isn't it? You know, it, one day, guitar will meet person, person will meet guitar. It'll be that. And they will Wayne's, fall in love. Wayne's World kind of aura around it. And at that point, yeah, they'll know that they're made for each other. And I think that with these guitars we get in, I don't expect us to sell them anytime soon whatsoever. I think there's going to be something to come in and experience what the difference of a custom, a custom shop will be to an American, Mexican, and whatever else. Exactly. And which is why we've kind of gone for a bit of a spread on on what we've ordered in the initial batch. Yeah. So we didn't really do this knowingly, but we've gone for essentially two pristine, two sort of new old stock, and two heavy relic. So, And that wasn't... We didn't sort of no. make that choice. That's just how they've panned out. The way we kind of approached it was all of us choosing something that we would like to have ourselves. Yeah. Which and is lethal. It, it is lethal, but at the same time, you know, it means that we're invested in the product in as much as... Yeah, 100%. Products that seem to move in the shop are things that we can really get behind with enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, you can always tell what doesn't necessarily um, uh, turn over kind of quicker because, you know, it's a product that we've had in that we've not really understood. You know, th- there's yeah. been kind of moments where we've, like... Example, the Art and Luthery, the Seagull kind of thing. Yeah. We were doing those since the shop opened in 2013. Yeah. But um, we really didn't get it until James came. Was it 2017 they came down? They did like a an evening whereby um, we had that. Yeah, I was away, wasn't I? Were you? Yeah. 4.40 evening, I was away, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a, a guy from Eastern Europe um, come over and, and played, and James from 4.40, who we'll get in the podcast one day. Yeah. Um, he, they did a bit of a show and tell, and we had I think about thirty, forty customers in for the evening, and all of a sudden it went from being a product that we kind of shrugged our shoulders and said yes, yeah, good, to being just 
almost like going to church camp for a weekend and being, you know, seeing the light and being just absolutely uh, uh, converted, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so off the back of that, we had such enthusiasm and, and we saw the instruments in a different light and they just become instantly the best-selling guitar that we had. Mm. So we had, we did the, the, the figures were something like we did three guitars between December and July. July being the month that um, we did the we did the event, yeah. and then twenty eight guitars between mid July through to the end of the year. Yeah. You know, it was phenomenal. The you know the the rate that, mm. and it wasn't us pushing a product. It was a case no. of us understand the product differently. Yeah, we knew the story. We knew the family sort exactly. of history of it, and and um, that's what I'm looking forward to with the custom shop thing. You know, with the different ranges we got in the custom shop. Mm. Like I say, there's the pristine stuff, which is equal to, you know, the PRS kind of finishing with regards to beautiful green, exotic woods. Yes. You know, as much of an ornament as it is a a, a playing guitar. Mm-hmm. You've got that side of things, which I think is important to represent because the probably the more, I don't know, more popular, but certainly um, the more associated kind of... Um, Thing that you have with the custom shop are things like the relic heavy relic stuff yeah of course and so they've got the three stages haven't they they've got new old stock uh so you've got new old stock journeyman yeah which is kind of that uh, been on bit. the road for yeah. 10 15 years yeah. and, and then, you know it's it's out of rock and roll life kind of thing yeah and then heavy relic and then heavy relic which is just you know battered to bits Beat to bit, but yeah. obviously it's still new guitar so the beauty of it is is that it's gonna have all the charm of a guitar that's been toured for 30, 40 years with cigarette burns and scorch yeah. marks and belt rash and all that kind of thing. But but mechanically... It, mechanically, it's, it's going to be a, a brand new guitar which is going to last you for as long as you look after it kind of thing. Exactly. So, um, yeah, inadvertently, we've gone for two of each, I think, haven't we? Yeah, not, not knowingly. So there's... So first of all, yeah, go through the the models of what we had and, right. or, and who chose what. Right, so I've got the list in front of me here with some descriptions, and I'll go through them as succinctly as I can. All of these models are available to look at on the Fender Custom Shop website. Because they're all current models, they're all available to look at. All the specs are there, and you can see you know, big high-res pictures. We are going to be doing some other social media things, some teasers and, and little bits. Um, but for now, you can go on the Fender Custom mm. Shop and look at them. Anyway, uh, first on our list is the Artisan Coa Thinline Telly. And this was Tristan's pick. Dead posh. Really, really, really posh. So, do you want me to read the description? Mm. Cool. Uh, Expertly selected woods, top-of-the-line components, and master craftsmanship from the Fender Custom Shop come together to make the Artisan Coa Thinline Telly. Uh, Fiji Mahogany Hollow Body and a 4A, so quadruple-A Flame Coa Top. Uh, Roasted triple-A Bird's Eye Maple Neck. And it's got a 63, 1963 C-shaped profile, 9.5-inch mm. radius, uh, African blackwood fingerboard, and we've got hand-wound no-caster neck and no-caster bridge pickups. Beautiful. Mm. You've got to see it as well. Mm. It's unbelievable. It's got a tortoiseshell pickguard as well. Yeah, it looks unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So that's one of the posh, you know, the pristine yeah. kind of the posh ones. So the other posh one, which was Tom's choice, yep. was the Zero Coat A Artisan Strat. 
he's obsessed with Zirikote. Zirikote. <laughs> so it, which it's is just quite interesting because you've always seemed to me as somebody who would go for something heavy relic. You know, I th- I thought that um, the aesthetic of a, a you know a guitar that looks like it's been you know well used and abused and all that kind of thing would have much more of an appeal to you. Yeah, a bit more kind of scruffy charm kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. You were leaning towards a, a relic, weren't you? I, I was going to say that, you know, is this, um, is the choice trying to second guess what you think will look good for the shop? Yeah, or, I think it's just, it's nice to have a bit of everything, you know. Yeah, because I think that the way that the rest of the choices were going, we're going to be, you know, the, the nice stuff was going to be heavily outnumbered by the, no, sorry, the, the road worn kind of looking uh, gear mm. was going to be, it was heavily going to out, um, number the yeah. the posh stuff. So it, it's a strange one. You know, we, we've all had our own picks. So exa- exactly the same thing. My pick um, isn't necessarily the guitar that I would go for next. You know what I want next. It's a, it's a, a jazz master. Jazz master and yeah. what have I put down there? What's the next? So you, I'll come back to the, the Zero Code specs. Okay, sorry. But, uh, no, no, no. No, no, go on. Well, your choice, just for a thing, is uh, the 1959 Strat Heavy Relic with a maple board. Right, okay. So, very quickly, I'll just whip through the, the Zero Cote Strat. Um, so, it is... Zero Cote Strat boasts a roasted ash body, Zero Cote top that gives a one-of-a-kind look of a dark spider web. Uh, quadruple-A roasted flame maple neck with a Macassa ebony fingerboard. Um, so, it's all exotic woods. I think that is the one that's going to go first. I think so. Uh, it, it's it, it's going to be quite, um, with regards to the kind of bling factor, it's going to be very similar to the Shadua strat that we had. Yeah, know, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Which, you know, it, um, Fender were surprised that it kind of lasted as long as it did with us. But it's there's certain guitars that come in and you don't care if they're on the shelf for years and years and years because it's a prime example of how good a guitar can be from fender from prs or, or whatever and it's going to be one of those guitars i think that people will it'll stop people in their tracks and they'll look at it yeah whether it's for them or not they'll just appreciate how good it is and it's strange you know we're going to get into the radic stuff that you're going to talk about now in a minute but um i think that there's going to be a lot more justifying in the sales kind of um process when it comes to the relic thing we're gonna to have to explain you know what the the thinking behind it is. Yeah, uh, a lot more than than pristine. You know, it's it's quite obvious when you've got something as beautiful as what this Zero Cody Strat is going to be. You don't Why to justify anything? You know, that is an absolutely stunning piece of art. So it, yeah, I think it's going to be the first one to go. Uh, it's lacquer finished, a sixty-three C-shaped neck profile. Interestingly, compound radius, hmm. nine point five to twelve. Um, hand-wound Ancho Poblano pickups. Sorry if I've said that wrong. Ancho, if you're listening. Uh, five-way switching. Uh, vintage modified number two wiring. It's got a gold anodized pickguard. So yeah, very much like the Shadua then. Yeah. And that's the, pretty much it. 6105 frets. Mm. The nice thing as well is that we've had quite a lot of limited edition select bits coming in. Yeah. You know, Fender select and vintage and all that kind of thing. Coming, so we got good experience of that. It'll be interesting to you know sit down and 
you know, see what's different about the, you know, where we stand with these, you know, it's, um, yeah. Moving on to your choice, as mm-hmm. you, we've just briefly mentioned it earlier. Uh, so yours is the 1959 Strat Heavy Relic. I think you went for Daphne Blue. Yeah. I think it was the Daphne yeah. Blue, wasn't it? Uh, so let's have a little look at what we've got. So two-piece older body, Heavy Relic, lack of finish. We've got the... Uh, it's a rift sawn maple neck, which I believe is the way that they cut it. Right. I think it's a slightly different way they cut it. Mm. Um, yeah, the yeah, quarter sawn or rift sawn. Right. Uh, 63 C neck again. A 9.5 radius across it. And it's got hand-wound flat 50s, single-coil pickups, reverse-wound, reverse-polarity middle pickup. Um, so I think it's pretty, not to say standard, because none of these are standard, but it's, mm. it's you know, it's a staple, staple strat heavy relic then. Yeah. With yours. Yeah, very, very distressed. Maple board. It's good. Yeah, it just looks amazing. Again, all these are on the Fender Custom Shop website to look at. So uh, my choice was the... The limited uh, roasted Tomatillo Strat, and I chose the shell pink. Mm. Hand-wound Tomatillo single-coil pickups. I'll need to go two magnets. In They're all named after peppers, aren't they? Is it? I think so. So this Strat has got the, the half-blender wiring, which lets you blend the neck pickup in when you're in position one. Uh, two-piece body. It's got a quadruple-A flame maple neck. 63-style C-shape. And 9.5-inch radius jumbo frets. And that's my one. And that looks killer as well. Mm. So that is them. So the only two left now are what we thought would be good staple ones. Good pieces you'd want in. in things that will hopefully draw people in uh, yeah. to see them as as well as um, yeah. Yeah, I think the ones we got are going to draw people in. But I think these two are kind of custom shop staples you should have in. I think. Yeah. So the first one is the. The David Gilmore signature strap. We went for the new old stock as opposed to the uh, relic. Yes, it's you know they're both expensive guitars, and I know that whichever one we ordered, we'd probably get somebody coming in saying, "Ah, do you know if it was the heavy relic, I'd have had that." Interestingly, the guitar comes with uh, an Evidence Audio high end guitar cable, and the they're really expensive, and the Live at Pompeii Blu-ray. <laughs> so there we are. If you're after a live of Pompeii Blu-ray, wind selling through. <laughs> yeah, need to shift these on. Yeah. So the last piece was another staple pick. This was the 1952 Telly. Right. We did the Journeyman Relic in No Caster Blonde. So it's yeah in the middle there. So right in the middle. New old stock. Um, looked lovely. The heavy Relic looked amazing, but you know there's a price difference around about seven eight hundred quid. Between from new old stock, from new to, old stock through to the yeah. the other one, and I do worry maybe we've been a little bit gutless by going for the the journeyman one. I don't think so. I think that uh, I, I th- there's still a lot of relic in. I was going to say that. Yeah, I think that you know there's a significant amount of relic. In, I don't think people, well, actually, our listeners probably do appreciate how much relic goes into a heavy relic. But I think um, people coming into the shop, I, I think that. It, it's probably the one that's going to cause the most kind of... Because it's such an iconic guitar. Mm. People are be disgusted that, you know, why is it beaten up like that? You know, what's the point? Yeah. Or I think that the journeyman level of Relican is going to be just far enough. Yeah, the one I think so. Who do like that. So as you'd expect, 1952 U-shaped profile neck. That's a rift sawn neck too. So your brother's got a custom shop, hasn't he? He's got a 62. Daphne Blue, I think. And what's the blue. package? So you obviously get a tweed case. Yeah, 
tweed case, all your certificate certification. I think you get a strap. I think you get other bits and pieces as mm. well. Playing that, do you notice much of a difference between that and you know you've owned telecasters in the past, haven't you? Yeah, so I funnily enough I had the the road one. I had the road oh, one. Oh right, I? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the sunburst road one. Yeah. Road worn, which is the Mexican road one. Yeah. Um it's difficult. It is difficult. What? I think there is a level of finesse with in as much as the relic. The, Me- the Mexican played very well. It, it did in yeah. comparison to the yeah. Oh yeah, the Mexican played played brilliantly, but I just think there is this level of and it may be all in all in my head or you know, but there is a, definitely a level of finesse with the um, custom, custom shop stuff, yeah. I think. So the 52 Tally, as you imagine, it's got a pair of hand-round 51 no-caster single-coil pickups uh, with a Fat 50s Tally wiring and a three-way switch. The other thing I was thinking about these is the way that, you know, we, we tried doing Martin for a while. Yes. And it just doesn't kind of work for us, does it? It's, you know, it, it, because it's a difficult one. Martin's because there were so one. many other brands that, release a guitar now and their primary objective is to make a better guitar sound wise spec wise you know accessories you know case and all that kind of thing for the price point compared to a martin x series triplo kind of thing so you yeah. look at a faith compared to a, a martin at same, the same price, price range you look at a seagull compared to a martin same price range you look at you know, yeah you know the fender parrot mounts the Takamines. Um, Takamines. You know, if if Martin are setting the the standard, they you know, they're pr- providing amazing value for money for the same or lower price point. Mm. So as a result of that, we found that you know we've enjoyed a lot of success with those brands because you've got a Martin to compare it to. But yeah. well, the situation usually is someone coming in looking at Martins, mm. and you show them a Martin at say eight hundred pounds, and then show them everything else at the same price yeah so you know this is what i'm kind of wondering you know the i think when we did the american stuff we sold a lot of it but you're but saying it's, it's going to sell but it's Mexicans. also um helped us with the mexican um side yeah. of things yeah now i wonder whether the custom shop thing is going to encourage is going to make the american stuff the american seem way, a lot yeah. more um a wallet, better value for yeah. money maybe wallet friendly yeah i think you know if you're a custom shop customer you're a custom shop customer yeah, I think so. I, I think that you're walking into a, a shop knowing what Custom Shop can offer you that everything else can't. But, you know, we do get that conversation with people coming in. They retired last week. They want to start playing guitar. And what's the point in starting at the entry level? They want something that they absolutely love, that they can look at and enjoy as much as play. And yeah. um, they want to make an investment. And it'll be interesting to see whether Custom Shop is a little bit too far for that or whether it facilitates the sale of an American uh, professional. Yeah. And I always think it's interesting that, and you've met, you've sort of briefly mentioned it already, is that conversation of, why would I spend three times as much on an American pro mm. for it to then look beaten up? Yeah. And it's such an interesting... The way that I've kind of, I think I'm going to approach it, and what I'm hoping it's going to be when you know we actually sit down and get to play with these things, is that... Um, you can have the benefits of it being a brand new instrument, it being your instrument from new, but it feeling like a well-worn kind of, kind yeah. of pair of shoes kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's, um, for example, 52 American Vintage Tele. They've been quite a popular guitar for us, but I think without exception, everyone who's taken one away, they've commented on how tacky the neck is because, you know, you've got that nitro neck, which um, 
it's going to take a year or two to kind of harden up, you know, with sweat from your hands and temperature changes, all that kind of thing. It's going to take a while for it to to bed in. Yeah. And actually what you're getting with like a new old stock or, you know, any of the relic kind of options is that this is going to feel like a well-worn guitar exactly. from the outset. But because it is finished with, you know, um, these kind of nitro uh, lacquers and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. as you play it and the way that you play it, in a year's time, it is going to play like your guitar no one else's anyway. So yeah. I think that haters are always going to hate, aren't they? They're not going haters to... Haters going to hate, 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 hate. If they've got in their mind from the outset that I'm not going to buy a beat-up guitar, they're not going to buy they're a beat-up guitar. They're not going to buy You know that I was looking at getting the uh, the jazz master in, you know, one of the colors, you know, either like the fiesta red or yeah, there was. And I was do list, kind of, it? I'm wondering whether I'm regretting that now, not getting one of those in. But I think what we're going to do is, you know, if if the next couple of months pick up, we will put another order in for another three, because you know if these things are going to take six months plus to come through, having another three that takes us up to around about Christmas. So you know, by the end of the year, we should have a decent stock of. Yeah, a and custom shop, and you know, Jazz Master being part of that is a kind of a must, really. It'll be interesting. It will be. It'll be interesting to put we a, to... a heavy relic uh, strat next to a pristine PRS for the same price, and I and I think we need to get a little bit creative with regards to how we display these as well. You know, it's we're excited to have these things in, and I think we need to make them uh, stand out in the shop. Yeah, they need their own and, section. It needs yeah. to be yeah. I wonder if we can get like the uh, tannin shop. Oh no, different. <laughs> I wonder whether we can get almost shelves coming out of the um, out of the wall mm-hmm. and have the, them actually in their cases. Oh wow! Set up in there, yeah, that kind of thing. It's yeah. a good idea. You heard it here first. Mm. We'll see. So that is our big big news. Yeah, and we saw it's worthy of a feature because it's. Yeah, it's something that we're... It is. You know, we're the only independent in Wales. We've wanted a... A custom shop has been the ultimate, hasn't it? You know, get to fend a custom shop. There is nothing else to do, you know, then really, you know. It's... No. Um, no. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's a big deal for us. And um, we hope that you'll like them as much as we hope that we're going to like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, don't forget, check them out on Fender Custom Shop's website. They're all there. And there's And if many there's anything, there. you know... Let us know what you think of the choices we've made, and if there's anything that um, you think that we've, you know, a glaring omission that we haven't got in, or if there's something that you're quite curious to um, see, we'd much rather um, ordering things that has interest out there as opposed to what we think are going to go. The amount yeah. of times that we've ordered things in thinking they're going to fly, mm. and they just haven't got off the ground whatsoever. Yeah. Well, um, and. And then vice versa, you know, the, the things that we've ordered and seen, you know, Jackson, I was dead against getting you, Jackson. Yeah, in. you were, yeah. And uh, Gareth um, from uh, Fender said, it, we, it was our opening for the extension. It was the birthday, it? yeah. And uh, he said, I brought down a few um, Jackson shovels. I said, oh, I think I swore at him. I said, I don't want those in my shop. And he said, I'll just bring them down for the night and we'll see what happens. The only guitars to sell on the evening of our opening. You know, we don't, Make market these things as sales events, so we don't do the push. But the only guitars that customers put deposits on and walked away with were Jacksons. Jacksons yeah. And off the back of that, we started doing Jackson, and they're a better choice for us than you know at the moment. Certainly, Ibanez and um, you know other kind of uh, rock guitar, you know ESP, 
Yeah. That kind of thing. You know, Jackson always historically did quite well in South Wales and we, yeah, there are a lot of guitar for their money and we were proven wrong with it. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what we do with these. I think that we've approached it with caution because we realise that, you know, like with the PRSs, you know, these things can be spec to the hilt and they can be absolutely beautiful beyond belief and everyone can say that they're a fantastic instrument but they're not necessarily going to go on a monthly basis no, or a I yearly basis you because know, it, they are so specialist yeah yeah so what we got coming in are items that we don't mind if they're here in three years time <laughs> So are you ready? Has Elwin been smiling this week? Oh yeah. Yeah. And because of us. That's your what you have to say. So this week, just for a change, I decided I might buy something from A-Strings. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, um, for quite a while now I've been experimenting with synthesised things on my iPad. Uh, things like Moodscape, Bloom, Spacecraft, etc. Um and the guys in the in the shop know how addicted I am to sort of ambient, weird and wacky sounds from all the delay pedals and things I've bought over the years. Um, anyway, so, decided to take the plunge, and because A-Strings offered me such a fantastic deal, I went and bought a Korg Minilog analog synthesizer. And all I can say is, the smile hasn't left my face <laughs> for the last three days. Um, been... Really digging deep into this, and when I found out I could plug some of my effect pedals into it as well, well, happy days, what can I say? Oh, and uh, after three or four days of practicing, here we go, guys. Not everyone's cup of tea, I know, but it's made me smile. <laughs> that sounds wicked, doesn't it? Sounds amazing. The only thing we'd ever do is ah 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 ah. That's all we'd ever do on it. We just do like the most obvious synth sound. <laughs> yeah, it, Elwin thinks on a different level to us now, doesn't he? With regards to you know, he's got like ten delays going on at once and mm. soundscapes and so, ambience and stuff. Yeah, it sounds wicked. I didn't realize you could put plug pedals into it. No, it's got yeah, it's got MIDI in and out, but. Um, Again, as soon as you go into MIDI for me, I'm just like, yeah, no, no. turn it off. But yeah, so I'm glad that he's he's getting to grips with the the mini log. You have to start selling capes, capes and pointy hats. Yeah. Smiles, Elvin smiles. We've given top five duties to Tom because last week's was much better than anything we put yeah. together. So, and also, can we just say that Tom has taken it upon himself now, and we are so grateful for it. Tom now writes the structure of every podcast episode, all of the information on the f- custom shop stuff he gets ready for us. He gets the social media comment ready. He gets his top, you know, all the top five stuff's ready. The news he gets printed out for us. So, yes, thank you, sir. 
I'm making pancakes. On. So we n- neither one of us know what you've done for top five this week. So, so take it away. This week's top five is weird song lyrics. Oh, okay. My top five. Weird song <laughs> what from your songs? <laughs> you can see that. Oh, they are so, weird. Yeah, my head was bigger than hers. Is a classic one. Uh, what? No, uh, um, Honey Chasers. from from the history of okay. popular music. Right. Okay. We're gonna have to do some of your songs at some point. <laughs> no. <laughs> Brilliant. Number five. Number five is the Steve Miller Band, The Joker, and I will just read a little um, excerpt. And I will just read a little excerpt from that. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice because I speak of the pompatus of love. <laughs> Do you know what I'm getting? I'm getting like never mind the Buzzcocks vibes. The next line thing when Mark Lamar used to read the the lines. Brilliant. Oh yeah. Brilliant. This is this is every week. So do you want to discuss that? Um... Well, was he a prolific drug taker? You just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You'd assume that that kind of stuff doesn't come out of. No, but and I don't. I, I don't know if you've got anything in there. But do you have anything Beatles? Uh, no. But it's it's yeah. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm the walrus. Yeah, it's like yeah. you, you, yeah. You know exactly what they're doing at that time. Yeah, yeah. Off their boxes. It was the seventies. Mm. Different times. Different times. Wasn't there? Number four. Coldplay. Fix you. Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones. I, yeah, I think that it's... He couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, clutching clutch for a rhyme. Yeah, With home. It, it's it's one of those songs that... Warms your bones, like, makes yeah. you feel good. I no, I, I think... Yeah, I think it's a bit of a lazy lyric. Hmm. You know, they knew that they are onto a winner with the guards. That, you know, it's got the Coldplay formula with the guards and yeah. the, the jangly and then the big kind of thing. And... I think every song that they write, I, I quite like Coldplay, but I think that every song they write, they've kind of got Olympics montage kind of highlights of the day kind of in the back of their mind, you know, they're kind of, or, um, you know, they think, right, do you know what, this music's going to be used for <laughs> any number of uh, promotional videos for yeah, Shell or uh, Debenhams or whatever, you know, like... <laughs> It, it's it's one of those uplifting right, things. Right, guys, this song is for the final sequence of DIY SOS when they're all happy and looking <laughs> around their new house. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, and it's the it's Nick the, Knowles is crying. Come on, get in the zone. Yeah, it, it's the um, it's the X Factor moment, there, right? You're through to the next round. Oh my god! And then and yeah, so they've written a great bit of music, and they just no idea what what the song can be about. And I don't. I don't think he's on drugs. Don't. Well, I don't think Definitely. so. If you know, write in. Chris, number three, hmm? Van Halen, jump. <laughs> I ain't the worst that you've seen. Oh, can't you see what I mean? Might as well jump. Jump. <laughs> Might as well jump. Jump. <laughs> Might as well jump. Might as well jump. Uh, the um. Yeah, definitely on drugs. Yeah, and I think and, uh, I think that kind of style of music in the eighties was definitely when you look you like could that. kind of say sing and say whatever you want. Yeah. You could just it, it, yeah, it could be nonsensical. It, absolutely, you know the, 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 musician, the song is the musicianship is yeah, absolutely. You know, like there's 
no other band that could play that song the way that they did. You know, it's technically they're phenomenal. Mm. Um, again, you know, you can imagine Eddie Van Halen coming in and saying, "I've just written this um, uh, song. It's got a guitar solo and a keyboard solo. I play both." <laughs> yeah. um, here's the music. Write some lyrics to it, and you just think, you know, because in actual fact, you know, the the main riff, the 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 chorus riff, kind of doesn't need anything over it. No, because it it is almost instrumental, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And you know, I think they had to have a good vocalist in order to um, pull that off because. Yeah. You needed to use the the range to kind of express the song because you know there was nothing kind of melodically kind of going on no. with that song. You know, it's all amazing instrumental kind of music. So yeah, yeah. So you know, fair play. You know, David Lee Roth was it? David at that Lee point? Roth was singing. Yeah, that, yeah. It was the eighties? Yeah, different time. Do you reckon they call him David Lee or just Dave? David Lee, number two. Hmm. Eiffel 65, oh. Blue Dabba D. Oh, do you know what? You don't even I need to say anything. I'm Blue <laughs> Dabba D, Dabba D, Dabba D. <laughs> <laughs> Restart again. I'm not. Uh, I'm Blue Dabba D, Dabba D, Dabba D. <laughs> I'm Dabba D, Dabba Da. <laughs> Straight out of the Fred so book of lyrics, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yabba dabba do. <laughs> yeah. That was, drugs. That was, that was rave, wasn't it? Like, 90s hours, wasn't it? Yeah. Definitely drugs. 90s. So, different time. Have you, different times. Have you written any weird lyrics? Um, don't know. In the last band stuff was all very much, um, yeah, it was all religiously kind of based and. If I go back, I'd be like, what the hell is that? Mm. And you could probably try and sort of make sense of it some shape, but I doubt it. Yeah. I am um, 2004, 2005, and I am, um, I, uh, much like now, I was suffering from a really bad cold. But I was in the thick of it. You know, I, I might get over this one. So. Anyway. Um, I'd, I'd taken, I think, about three or four Lemsip. And I crashed out, and I had a vivid dream um, that a scarab, like a beetle with a top hat and a walking stick, came into my room and uh, kind of took me on a, a life quest to find my. Uh, thing. Anyway, it's all immortalising the song. Really? Yeah. So that's what that's what too much lemsip will do to you kids. So yeah. <laughs> read the instructions on the back. Don't take more than the. Yeah, drugs don't work. Makes it worse. What's number one, Tom? Number one, Michael Jackson, Earth Song. <laughs> what about elephants? Have we lost their trust? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Are so you they... sure it's not tusks? <laughs> <laughs> so that one, that one Tom had ready. Yeah. And as an idea, sort of a brief sort of a, a start of an idea for this top five. I said, oh, what do you think about that one? I was like, that's wrong. That's wrong. He doesn't say that in the song. He can't say that in the song. That's stupid. Yeah. And then he said, no, it's not about three different websites. I, was, I don't care. I don't care. It's wrong. They're all wrong. That's the most ridiculous lyric. It's such a anthemic kind of song. Yeah. Do you know what? The, the other thing... Destroying the world, destroying the world. Then he's on about 
do elephants do elephants trust us anymore? The- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but I think two podcasts in a row we've mentioned Michael Jackson Earth song. We're talking about the Brit Awards, aren't we? Yeah. Coincidence, coincidence. <laughs> Excellent top five. Really good top yeah, five. I think the next week should be your top five weird lyrics. No. <laughs> Tom's top five. Social media comment of the week. So we got social media comment of the week now. Yep. Uh, this is. Why did you keep this from me? You wouldn't show me. For the element of surprise. Yes. we uh, j- Just quickly, we've had a lot of lovely social media comments this week, supporting us with the Facebook thing. But mm. obviously, with regards to social media comment of the week, you've got one less channel to look on now. So where, where's this <laughs> one come from? This is from a YouTube. Okay. From AJJ. And the comment is, Bra Mad Talent. <laughs> from New- well, well, I know that's not about me. So who's that about? <laughs> From Newport? <laughs> yeah. That Bra. is on the uh, Korg Cross. I told video. you! <laughs> I knew, because I knew, it, yeah, I knew if you'd pick a nice one, <laughs> that it wouldn't be me. And and he is amazingly talented, Luke. Yes, uh, we've got a few vid- videos up on our channel of Luke either in store, just giving us very, very quick, mm-hmm. that's how you play keyboard, uh, very, very quick demos of the workstations, the Cross Chrome and Kronos. And he's got in in room, in the video room videos as well, which are more detailed walkthroughs. Mm. Don't ask us questions about keyboards. Andrew will play you a mean green sleeves <laughs> in whatever voice you want, in whatever instrument in, or style you want. <laughs> but apart, from, uh, other than that, we yeah, we leave it to the experts, mm. and the Korg boys are the experts. <laughs> So I think that kind of wraps things up. Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode eight of the A Strings podcast. If you don't already, if you could subscribe to us via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube. Thank you for people who are reviewing the podcast. Yeah. If you put a review, it it kind of helps us a a little bit. And yeah, it's really nice to just have a little bit of feedback. We, We know we're, kind of flawed in many areas of the podcast but we're trying to get better and yeah any ideas you can give us for the future would be gratefully received yeah new co-presenter for andrew for example what's going on maybe biscuit news could be something different next kind of in the next part tom's idea was coffee club we can try different coffees and yeah we can have little things of them we can have slurping instead of chewing we can have it oh the fudge last week <laughs> Jesus. Fudge edits all over the place. The um maybe we could try a different fish. <laughs> just, this front room is just gonna stink. Get reps to bring in uh, a nice you know, fresh bit of fish. Yeah, fresh, but raw, yeah. fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Tom can cook it in a way that he sees. <laughs> anyway, so if you um get the inclination, if you give us a review, that'd be brilliant. Um I'd say thumbs up, but we're on Facebook as of right now. Um, we're on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, Instagram at A Strings UK. I've been Andrew. I've been Adam. I've been Tom. Bye bye. <laughs>